Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, glory to God. You know, it was just last Sunday that was Resurrection Sunday. Is that correct? It feels like a long time, <laughs> but it was only last Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, uh, I'm so glad that many are, are um, joining us online this morning and even the after um, broadcast. May this uh, be a blessing to you. Um, the Apostle Paul said something, and we'll go through that. He says, uh, keep in memory the things that the Lord has done. Keep in memory everything that Jesus did and how he was crucified, how he rose again, and how he, he walked on the earth for 40 days, revealing himself to over 500 people. Hallelujah. Keep in memory always in your heart, not just because we celebrated last Sunday, but keep it in, in remembrance. You, you keep remembering that in every Holy Communion. You don't have to wait once a month for the Holy Communion. You know, you can do it in, in your home. Uh, as many times as you feel the need to, to remember the Lord, to plead his blood and apply the blood. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to um, keep in memory the 40 days. That's the title of this. Keep in memory the 40 days. There is a 40-day uh, path that we're, we're going to take. Now, let's look at 1 Corinthians 15. If you're taking notes, write those scriptures down because you're going to want to take a walk, perhaps an Emmaus walk. You know, the walk of Emmaus is with two men where they're going, they were going from Jerusalem to the city of Emmaus, and Jesus just hung around them. He came and just hung around and joined them. And uh, they talked all about, you know, they were talking about everything that Jesus did. And then he says, I am he. <laughs> he says, it's, it's me. He opened their eyes and go, oh, my gosh. Wasn't our hearts burning within us? And, you know, that's what I want this word of God to do for you, to burn in your hearts the passion that he did, the passion of the Christ, meaning all he suffered on the cross for us. You know, we need to always look at the word and say, I love the word, your physical Bibles. <laughs> you can't say, I don't have my phone with me right now. You can't say, I love the word because on there are, is uh, your everything, whatever's on your phone, you know, social media and games and emails and bank accounts, whatever. You can't say, oh, I love the word, I love the word, <laughs> you know, um, saying that this is a phone. But you can say in your physical Bibles, I love the word. I love the word. When you start practicing saying that, you start falling in love with the word. I remember I, I had a pastor, Denise Till, is still in, in, in Texas. Uh, she would always say, oh, I love the word. I love the word. And I, was, I thought, love the word? Wow. Yeah, we got to love the word because when we love the word, we're loving Jesus. Jesus is the word. Amen. Amen. Well, let, let's read uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 15. Paul wrote this about the resurrection of Christ. Uh, let's, we're going to read 1 through 8. It says, Now, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which you have received and in which you stand. There, through it, you are saved, 
if you keep in memory what I preach to you, unless you have believed in vain. My Bible is uh, the modern English version. I preach out of the uh, modern English version and, and King James. King James seems to be the solid you know, base, basis of the word. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, uh, Pastor Robert was uh, just finding, uh, he was finding out that, uh, that um, is it Zondervan Publishers that uh, made the NIV, New International Version? Zondervan Publishers sold it to another company. Um, I seem to recognize that name. I forgot it right now. And that company publishes the Satanic Bible. So if you have an NIV, I, I don't know how. It, it was questionable back in my day when NIV came out. It, it, just, uh, it just didn't, there was a lot of things that just didn't pan up exactly to King James. But now the new version and the, and the updated app on your phone, pretend this is phone, the updated app on your phone, you know, don't go there. Because there's, what, 60-something? They took over 60 scripture words uh, pertaining to Jesus. And it, it, makes it, uh, it makes it doctrinal error. And so, like when it says, that, and Jesus the anointed one did this, it said, and then he went out of town. You know, anybody can say, I mean, you know, Armani, you went out of town. You know, it could be talking about Armani. You know, but Jesus Christ, the devil hates the name of Jesus, the anointed one in his anointing. There's another version too, but I can't remember what it was right now. And so, uh, so that's why I, I wanted to make it clear. This, um, this I got is the Kenneth Copeland Word of Faith Study Bible. It's the modern English version. It's, you know, basic. And, and um, it, it says in verse 2, though you are... Through it, you are saved. Through the gospel, we are saved. If you keep in memory. And that just really tugged on my spirit. Keep in memory. We just celebrated Resurrection Day Sunday. Let's keep that in memory. Did you find it, sweetie? It's the ESV. E ESV is another one that they started publishing. And that's a um, very popular one, English Standard Version. It removed 45 complete verses of the New Testament. Remember that, English Standard Version. It's ESV, the, which the NIV or both of them? Both the NIV, and the, the New Revised NIV, and the English Standard Version, it's probably a revised one, removed 64,000. So a pastor said he's going to send the church some information. So, uh, you know... Um, Oasis Fellowship and Spring and whoever wants to just, you know, give us a, a text or an email and uh, we'll give you that information. So I, I thought I was thinking about that when I, it says, I know my Bible says keep in memory, but in the King James, what does that say in verse 2? It's so beautiful how it says it. Through it you are saved. By which also you are saved. Okay, read the whole one. Okay, there's another version that's it's, it's real beautiful um, that says that that uh, you, you keep in memory what I preached to you unless you have believed in vain. Uh, for I delivered to you, um, 
now I wish I had my phone so I could look, look at the King James here. It says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. So he, cried, he died for our sins according to the Scriptures and was buried, rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. It is 11-11 right now. Glory to God. Awake, awake. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, you're waking us up from sleep, Father God. Thank you, Father. Ooh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, my stenity. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, the Lord is so good. Yeah, it is to say, uh, by which you are saved. Okay, by which you are saved, you keep in memory. So it does say that here. And so it's talking about verse 4, that he was buried, rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, as seen by Cephas, or which is Peter, and then by the 12, which are the 12 disciples. Then he was seen by over 500 brothers at once, of whom the greater part remain, uh, remain to this present time, Though some have passed away. And remember, this is Paul. So once Paul got converted from being Saul, you know, he, he still uh, is coming across people that are still alive yes. of that 500, of that original 500. And he says some are, are still uh, 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 remain with us in, to this present time. And some have passed away, it says. Verse 7, then he was seen by James. And then by all the apostles. Now, James was a half-brother of Jesus. Yes. James' uh, father was Joseph and mother's Mary, the mother of Jesus. So James is a half-brother. So he was seen first uh, um, of the disciples, Peter, and then James. And verse uh, uh, 8 says, Last of all, he was seen by me also. As by one being born at the wrong time. <laughs> he was born at the wrong time, but he was born again, you know, after Jesus came and left. But he appeared to Paul. He says that, you know, he was seen uh, last of all by me. And if you know that, get your Bibles and study how Paul was converted. How, you know, he, he became uh, blind by the brightness of his glory, became, uh, you know, blinded. And then, uh, and then he had to show himself to Ananias, a priest, it was a believer of Jesus. He prayed for him, and, it, and scales just fell off of his eyes. And so he immediately became converted. He saw the Lord. The Lord spoke to him. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so this is what he, the Lord wants to, for you to keep in memory. Keep in memory. Hallelujah. Uh, that, that he was buried, that he died for our sins. Especially three and four. The three and four, let that always be in your heart. Hallelujah. And, and that he, he died for our sins, according to the scriptures, just like he said he would, like in our Sunday school class said, just like he said he would. He was buried and rose again the third day, just like he said he would, according to the scriptures. Hallelujah. And so uh, uh, these 500 people, I want you to keep in memory these 500 people because we're going to come back to it at the end of the sermon. He's 500 people. So let's go to Acts 1. <laughs> Excuse me. Acts 1. Just go backwards. Hallelujah. To um, Acts chapter 1. 
and we're going to start reading. This is uh, right after, it's, it's so wonderful how um, the very last chapter, last couple of chapters of John talks about how Jesus uh, came and breathed the Holy Spirit about him and, then, and how uh, he came to the disciples and, oh, he cooked them a fish. Oh, it's just so beautiful. My favorite, my favorite. You know, he told them, come and eat breakfast in chapter 21, verse 12. I just love that. And, um, and how he, uh, he gave them 153 fish when they couldn't find anything. I just, you just read those last chapters of John. It's so beautiful. And so here we are in Acts 1. And it says, oh, now this is written by Luke, one of the disciples. So Luke wrote, uh, it is recorded, the Acts of the Apostles is a historical record composed by Luke in about 62 A.D. So verse 1, the former treatise, I have I made, O Theophilus, he's recording that, concerning all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day when he was taken up after he had given commandments through the Holy Spirit to the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he presented himself alive. If you don't have that underline your Bible, alive. I have it underlined in quotation marks. Alive after his passion by many infallible proofs or unmistakable proofs. Hallelujah. And so here Luke is is, is saying, uh, telling this. And so let's continue on. Um, After his passion to many infallible proofs appearing to them for 40 days and speaking concerning the kingdom of God. So um, the 40 days is he arose, but he, he was still walking amongst the people to certain people, according to what we just read about the 500, for 40 days. They're probably saying, Jesus, let me see you. Let me see your hands. Wow, Jesus. And, you know, he may have been do, continued doing miracles, but I know he was talking about the kingdom of God. Verse 4, being assembled with them, he commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, of which you have heard from me. For John baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit, not many days from now. And so he says he's being assembled with them. These people, he's telling everybody that is listening there. Could it be all, all the 500 he's talking to? Don't depart from Jerusalem. So Jerusalem is the key. He's saying um, that John baptized you with water, but now you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. And we know now and, uh, that, let's, uh, let's go, I don't know if it's Matthew 3, 11, and 12. Let's go to Matthew 3, 11, and 12. He's telling you that John, he, he was baptized by John also. Yes, this is it. Matthew 3, 11, and 12. It says, I indeed baptize, now this is John, I indeed baptize you with water to repentance. 
But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So that means there's another baptism, not just in the water, but the one with fire, a baptism that comes upon you with fire. And so he is talking uh, about Jesus. Okay, let's go back. Let's go back and uh, let's see. Uh, let's go. Let, we're going to come back to Acts 1, but let's go to Acts 10, verse 40. Acts 10, verse 40 says, well, let me get it first. Acts 10, verse 40, it says, um, but God raised him on the third day and presented him publicly, not to all the people. See, not everybody could see him. He, he didn't show himself to everybody. He says, not to all the people, but to witnesses previously chosen by God. Those are the 500. They were chosen by God, John. Yes, they were. He is paying attention. Good student of the word. And he says that to us who ate and drank with him after he arose from the dead. So it says that he showed himself to these 500 witnesses that were specifically chosen by him because they were the witnesses to see him uh, a preach, to see him beaten, to see him die on the cross, and now arising again. They were witnessing of this fact. And these 500 people, I know they went all over the world because there are more disciples than just the 12 disciples. But the, the 12 disciples were the core group. How awesome. And, and he says, so he presented himself to these witnesses and to us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. That was a question uh, that um, I think Teresa and Jen, we were talking about. Did, you know, did he stay with them? Did he eat? Right here it says he ate and he drank with him. They drank with him after he rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And so he, he had his glorified body on. Hallelujah. And so let, let's... Uh, Let's con continue because this is so good. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained by God to be the judge of the living and the dead. So Jesus is going to judge those that are alive and those that have died. In the last judgment, you know, everything that we do, we have to give account to the Father. So I would suggest that everything you do, do it good in front of God. For there's nothing hidden in his sight. Nothing. He knows your thoughts. So give your thoughts to him too. Hallelujah. And so to him, uh, reading 43, to him all the prophets bear witness that whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins through his name. Hallelujah. So the prophets... Bear witness that it is through the name of Jesus. It is the, the, through those that believe in him that they get remission of sins through his name. No longer sacrifices for atonements. Atonement is a covering over the sin. It's a covering. But remission is we gave it to him and it is gone. Your sins are gone. 
Just go and sin no more. And so, so through his name, there, that name that no other name can anybody be saved but through the name of Jesus. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit fell on all those who heard the word. Hallelujah. I pray that all those that are you at home, if you're hearing these words, it's the same words of Jesus. It's like if, if, if uh, 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 you're being preached straight from uh, the, old, uh, uh, the olden days in Jerusalem back then. And so the Holy Spirit fell so he could fall on you there the same way. Hallelujah. All the believers of the circumcision who had come with Peter were astonished. Because the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles. So these people are Gentiles that he's, he's preaching to. Hallelujah. He's speaking in Cornelius' house, as a matter of fact. Hallelujah. And so all those, the Jews that have been circumcised, they're surprised. Amen. They're surprised because they're hearing, oh, They're like, oh my gosh, that's the Holy Spirit. I thought that was just for us. And, and, and so they heard them speaking in other tongues and magnifying God. See, they're speaking in tongues, and then there's the utterance in tongues that worships God. Singing in the Spirit, speaking in the Spirit, talking in tongues. And, and so then Peter continued, Can anyone forbid water for baptizing these who have received the Holy Spirit as we have? Hallelujah. Thank God we've been engrafted in. Right, Pastor Robert? We have, you have been engrafted in. It's not, the gospel is not just for the Jews, but for the Gentiles, which we were. It's for us, too. And so we get the same inheritance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. And so, verse 48. So he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Now, right here, it says, it says uh, that I just wanted to explain to you. So he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because everyone was being baptized into John. And so there's been like a religious um, attitude. Well, uh, they think you're Jesus only, but you can, you're supposed to only be baptized in the name of Jesus. Well, you're supposed to be baptized in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. They're all one. Eluhinu. Eluhinu. You know, and, and so, but the reason he's saying this, and see how religion takes something and just twists it and builds a, builds a dogma on it, you know, a doctrine on it. The reason he is telling me be baptized in the name of Jesus, because the people at this time, if you understand history, they were being baptized by John, a baptism of repentance. And so now in Jesus, you receive remission of sins. So when you become born again and you become baptized, this time not of John. I mean, have you ever heard a preacher say, I'll baptize you in the name of John? We don't do that nowadays. I baptize you in the name of Jesus. That's good. I baptize you in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. That's good too. Neither one is, you know, wrong. Because the reason for that is because it's... It's a change. It's a change. It is a new beginning, which 40 means a new beginning. The Hebrew letter mem, and we're going to go over that in just a minute, means a new beginning of just everything is brand new. It's a reset. 
Just like what we're doing right now. We're resetting to go back to the, the Bible. I, I know a prophet, Del Gentry, said, I see, I see in the future that, that Sunday school is coming back to the church. Amen. Because you know what? We need to learn doctrine. There's so much stuff out there, you know, like saved by grace. We, you know, that, that, went, that, that, went, that went awry. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say there. Okay. And so... The end of verse 40, 48, explaining that, and then they asked him to stay a few days. And so they wanted to hear more about, about what Peter was preaching about. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Okay, so that's, now let's go back to Acts 1, and we'll continue on in verse 6. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And so remember, he's a... He's, he's talking to them. Uh, it was just said that he appeared to, to people for 40 days, those special ones for 40 days, talking about the kingdom of God. And God gave him instruction, don't depart from Jerusalem because of the baptism of the Holy Ghost is coming. And so, so they're asking him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or the dates which the Father has fixed by his own authority. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Dunamis power. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. That there's no power like the Holy Ghost power. Because the Holy Ghost power don't stop. I, I think Kim Clemens said that. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you shall be witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to all the ends of the earth. Thank God that we here in little Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, is part of that earth that the Lord came and brought the gospel to. Amen. We brought the gospel to me in Texas and to you in Texas. You know, hallelujah. But it, it, it's saying that, that we need to spread the gospel out and thank God for social media. And we plead the blood of Jesus on social media. The devil can't block out certain words, doctrinal words, and he will not buffer us in Jesus' name. You can't stop the gospel. Amen. You hear me, social media managers? You cannot stop the gospel hallelujah. in Jesus' name. Okay, so and when he spoke in these things... While they looked, he was taken up as a cloud received him from their sight. Right in front of their eyes, he took them up. It's so awesome how the, the children's church got to see that. It's in a cartoon. They saw Jesus. He was talking, and he goes up, goes up, and he goes up. And, and so cloud received them. Hallelujah. So let's go to glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so we're, we're going to come back and we're going to read um, up some more about um, when they go to the upper room. But I want to go take uh, some time right now to tell you about the 40 days. Remember, keep in memory what Jesus did. Keep in memory the, the story, the history. That's where the root word story comes from. I love how history is his story, historical account. It's true. Hallelujah. Pentecost is, if you see Acts 2, 2, 1, it says, On the day of Pentecost has surely come. 
So Pentecost is 40 days after the resurrection, usually the seventh Sunday after Easter. Some of you that are uh, real quick with your fingers, look at count. What's the seventh day after Easter? It's probably May 30th, if I remember correctly. Seventh Sunday after Easter is what I'm saying. Seventh Sunday after Easter. Now, the Jewish, uh, Jewish celebrate 50 days after Passover in a celebrated feast of giving thanks after a harvested crop. Pentecost is celebrated as a major feast in Europe on the day of Pentecost. I surely come. Ooh, it's a major feast in Europe. They celebrate on the 40th day after the resurrection, taking Sunday and Monday to celebrate. They only, um, well, I know that, uh, I think it's Germany, they only celebrate uh, three great religious feasts. And they make a big feast of celebration of it. It is Christmas, when Christ was born, Easter, the resurrection day, and Pentecost, Pentecost. I was like, wow, we're going to start doing a big celebration for Pentecost, amen, because something is coming, something is coming. This is my point about the 40 days, hallelujah. And so um, Jesus presented himself alive for 40 days before something miraculous happens. It's a miracle of his resurrection, but something, maybe I should say something more miraculous Another miraculous happening happening is going to happen. And he says he couldn't, you know, like the disciples, like, Lord, don't leave us. He says, I have to or else I can't send a comforter, the Holy Spirit, to you. And so the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. The Father, Father God, the Son, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, the Comforter. And so he is saying um, here to wait, wait, be patient, and wait. You know, we've been waiting for awakening for a long time, depending on the prayers of God's people. The awakening will fully come. And it says, I like how uh, uh, the second chapter uh, of Acts, it says, and on the day of Pentecost was surely come. And, and it surely it did, it did come. This Pentecost was unlike any other. Yeah, in the King James Version, it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come. And so uh, this celebration, there's always, the Jewish like to elongate their celebration. Passover, they celebrate for seven days, I think. <clears throat> A lot of days, which is awesome. I think it's wonderful. And, and, um, and so the 40... Seeing that he showed himself, he presented himself alive, appearing with infallible proof for 40 days. After those 40 days was Pentecost. That's when everything is about to happen. And see, see the disciples are not quite knowing exactly what's all going to happen here. And so uh, 40 means, let me tell you what 40 means. Uh, 40 is, um, means change. Remember the Holy Spirit told us, great change, change. Uh, I like to look back here because I have a, um, we have the vision of the year, new visions, manifested power, 
and great change. We're having change now. We're about to see the manifested power. Hallelujah. Mm. Man, I feel like dancing. Change. 40 means change. 40 means new beginning. 40 means it's the concept of renewal. Renewal. Making new again. It is, this is very important, 40 means a period of testing, a period of trial, or probationary time, probation, re-slash-new. So in this 40 period, that trial that's being endured, the period of testing, and you know that uh, a lot of people, right, when Jesus was even being tried, hadn't even been crucified yet, he lost a lot of people he preached to and healed. He lost a lot of them. They, they, that was a period of testing for them. Right. They just took off. And they were the ones that were yelling, crucify, crucify. Isn't that amazing? And so 40 is the value of the letter mem. You know, if you look at Psalms 119, um, and we'll look at that real quick. Psalms 119, um, all of us, uh, it talks about the, the alphabets. There's numerical value and alphabet value. You know, Psalms 119, Aleph, Beth, your Bible should have that. If not, get you a Bible that has that. <laughs> Aleph, Beth, Gimel, Daleth. Hey, Wow, Zion, Heth, Teth, Yod, Kaf, Lamed, Mem. Then it keeps going on to, um, it keeps going on. It keeps going on and on and on and on, all the way to the, to the end of, of Psalms 119. It ends in Tal. So Mem is a 13th Hebrew letter. There's a lot in, in Mem uh, that the Jewish study, and then the, there's Hebrew. There's a lot to Mem. Mem means 40. It's the value of the letter, meaning water. That value of 40 in this Mem means water, such as uh, the spiritual bath, for instance, um, uh, when a woman have, in, in those Bible days has their monthly, they'd have to cleanse themselves with a spiritual bath. And it's called a mikveh. The mikveh is a spiritual bath, meaning renewal. It takes 40 measures of water, of water. <laughs> and so sometimes uh, the, the, in those days, there was felt they needed to take a spiritual bath as well, you know, the ministers in those days. And so 40 is the value of the letter mem, meaning water. It means spiritual bath. So in Noah's time, it rained 40 days and 40 nights to purify the earth. Young ladies monthly had to purify themselves. When you took a spiritual bath, I think sometimes when preachers uh, would go into cities that were so of evil they'd have to come and take a spiritual bath 
Have you ever been somewhere, have people cussing everywhere, and you're like, oh, I need to go home, take a spiritual bath. Oh, Father, I love you, I love you, I love you. Rain on me, you know, spiritual bath. So 40 days and 40 nights, it rained to purify the earth, a renewal for the earth. If you think about it, that is so awesome. The whole globe, the world, the, the world was flooded with water. And so... It was a reset for the earth. It's like God is starting all over again. That's why the number 40, meaning water in, the, in this case, was uh, to purify. Now, the spiritual meaning of 40 is struggle of faith, trial of faith, like the waves of the sea. What does James say? You know, uh, doubt. When you doubt, don't be double-minded. You're like the waves of the sea, double-mindedness. As Christians see it, double-mindedness. Water, like the waves of the sea. Um, imagine the disciples when that, that, uh, that, that storm came upon them. Uh, that was their trial of faith. They were like, Jesus, we're about to drown. And Jesus, sound asleep. Muy tranquilo, sound asleep. Tranquil. And, and so the spiritual meaning is struggle of faith. Since Jesus rose on resurrection day, these 40 days are struggle of faith. It's our trial of faith. Like Pastor was praying this morning. We're so tempted to stay in our pajamas and dishonor the word of God. Anyway, nobody's seeing me. Nobody knows. It's just me and the web feed. But God is seeing. So right now, these 40, there's people who are like, we're tired of being home. We want to work. We don't want to work. We want to stay home, you know, back and forth. And people are like, I'm not going to tell me what to do. And how many people are going without their masks, without gloves, and, you know, just being silly, not wise, being unwise. That's all I'm going to say about that. So this, that spiritual meaning of 40 being something, it means something. So as he showed himself for 40 days, that means people were struggling. God, this Jesus did. I saw him, you know, do miracles. I mean, I saw the blind eyes open, but now he's not here. And, and, but he rose again. He's showing himself. And they're struggling for 40 days. And I believe that Jesus went to, to um, encourage and hug and love on them. Because remember, these were specially picked. These 500 people. They're handpicked by him that he would appear them and so if they had a struggle of faith a trial of faith if it, if they're afraid of the the, the jewish priests and sanhedrin like oh what if i don't go to temple will i get in trouble you know and they're just you know there's you know how human flesh is and so he's helping them with that so moses let's skip over to moses moses went to mount sinai for 40 days there's a lot of 40s all over the Bible. You that like to study the Bible. It's all over the Bible. I'm just picking just a few. Well, I had to throw out a lot just to keep it all on one paper. <laughs> Moses went to Mount Sinai for 40 days to bring 
renewal to the Israelites by purifying them with the Ten Commandments. He didn't know, because he's up in Mount Sinai, that the Israelites made themselves a golden calf. He got so upset that he broke them and he had to go back up again. But the Ten Commandments was to wash them clean. It took 40 days to, uh, 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 for that to happen because the Israelites kept a slave mentality and they needed a renewed mindset. So the Ten Commandments said, wake up, th this is how to live. You'll, it starts out with, do not have any idols before me, just me, no other gods before me. So he's wanting to clean them, wash them purify them, and give them that new mindset. Hallelujah. And so he led the people in the wilderness for 40 years. See, Moses, by the way, he lived in Egypt for 40 years before he get, you know, got out of the Pharaoh's household and became the Moses that we know. And so for 40 years, they were in the wilderness because they were a stubborn hard-headed people. The Bible says that. They wanted to do what they want to do. They were like the people who says, well, I don't want to wear a mask, and I don't want, you know, I want to do what I want to do, you know. And so they, he led them in the wilderness so they could reach a level of understanding from slavehood to be transformed to God's nation. They always had a slave mentality. Oh, if we could eat leeks and onions in Egypt. Oh, why did you bring us out here? We could be, we're so close to Egypt. He had to bring them far away because some of them, God knew, would just escape and go. Egypt was too close. He knows they will go right back there. And so they had a struggle in their faith. They had a struggle to serve God. And so they had to be transformed from that slave mindset to, to start transforming to be God's nation and, and Joshua and Caleb were the ones and, and that, that, that God and, the, and their generation that God used to go into the promised land because everybody else had to die off. They didn't know how to be God's nation. But thank God for the Joshua and Caleb's and the young generation that, that believed 100% that they are God's people and they can take the land. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So we are God's people, and we can take this land by the Holy Ghost. We can take it away from the enemy. We can take away the, the, I mean, praise God that there hasn't been anybody in jail, so to speak, because everybody's been at home. You know, you know we're, we, this is a perfect time for us to take our land. Take our land. Take possession of our land. Texas, take possession of your land. Hallelujah. Wherever you're at, take possession. It's a good time right now. There's a lot of people in the valley of decision right now. Hallelujah. And so let's look at, uh, at you know, back in Psalms 119. It says uh, this is a time that we, we want God to see us as his nation, to stand up no matter what. You know, we're not going to let, you know, <clears throat> ungodly rules and laws, uh, um, uh, take away our, our Bibles and uh, scramble up our feeds. You know, 
we're God's nation and we need to take our seat of authority and, and, and take authority of, of all the, the darkness and wickedness in heavenly places. We have the right. Ephesians 6. You know, read that, do it. So it says in, in uh, Psalms 119, verse 101, all of Mem is talking about this renew, you know, renew this spirit of this, uh, this testing and see my heart, Lord. And, you know, and I'm not talking about, oh, the Lord knows my heart. The Lord knows your heart. And now that old saying is now heart, you come up and let him take your heart. Let it squeeze your heart, give you a heart of, of flesh that take that stony heart away. And so 101 says, I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I might keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you have taught me. This whole uh, uh, Mem, area of Mem, from 97 to 104 is just, just wonderful. How we're meditating on his law. 104 says, through your precepts I receive understanding. Therefore I hate every false way. See, God doesn't see the gray areas. It's either black or white. Come over to the white, clean Clean robes of righteousness. No robes that are stained. Here it says, um, he says he's in uh, 104 that he's understanding the precepts. May we get understanding in these 40 days now than ever before. Now let's go back to our doctrine. Now let's go back to what the Spirit says. And now let's just like, okay, uh, these prophets are saying that. And uh, the news is saying that. Okay, put it all on the shelf and go back to the Word and to see what the Holy Spirit is saying through the Word. That's God talking to you. It's Emmanuel, God with us. It's the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. And that's his precepts. You have these 40 days, it's a precious time because things are going to change. For those that don't want to change, it's going to be darker for them. For those that do want to change, it's going to be the awakening like we haven't seen and we've been praying for. Amen, amen, amen. This is a special time. These 40 days, keep in memory, like Paul says. Hallelujah. Let's go back to Acts 1. So he say, he went, verse 9 said, he, and he spoke these things. He was taken up, and a cloud received him from their sight. While they looked intently toward heaven, as he ascended, suddenly two men stood by them in white garments. And they said, Men of Galilee, why stand ye looking toward heaven? This same Jesus who was taken up from you to heaven will come in like manner as you saw him go to heaven. Like manner, he's going to come. And he's going to wait for you to be caught up with him. While I'm saying that, if you have a spouse that is not right with God, if they are not on fire for him, they go to church every so often, but if they are not truly, truly 
serving God, they're going through the motions, your husband and wife, you know your husband, you know your wife, you know if they're true or not, because you two are one. Now's the time to intercede more than ever. You start planting seeds of the word of God. You get that anointing oil. You pray over, over his clothes every time you fold. You pray over that this is a woman of God. This is a man of God. They will serve you with all their heart. And they will make it in the rapture. They will make it to be caught up with Jesus. You don't want them to be left behind. They could probably survive the three and a half years, but the next three and a half years is going to be really hard for them. Think about this. Keep in memory what this whole story of the gospel is about. Jesus dying on the cross for our sins and rising up again for us. Keep that in mind. Is it so we won't be left behind? Let's continue in verse 12. Then they returned to Jerusalem. These are the disciples, right? They returned to Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives, which is a Sabbath day walk from Jerusalem. When they had entered, they went up into the upper room where they were staying. Peter, James, Jesus' half-brother, John, Andrew, Philip, Thomas, Bartholomew, Matthew, and James, the son of Alphaeus, and Simon, the Zealot, and Judas, the son of James. Not Judas Iscariot, because there were two Judases. Verse 14, and these all continued in one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and his brothers. Glory to God, because at one time uh, they, they said that even his brothers and sisters were not believing in him. See, James was one of the disciples. And it says that his brothers, they were there. See, there's hope for your family if they're not believing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so, uh, let's see how far do we go here. Glory to God. To 26. Okay. And in those days, Peter stood up among the disciples. The number of the people together was about 120. And he said, brothers... This scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit previously spoke by the mouth of David concerning Judas. So do you remember? David prophesied a lot. You know, in the books of the prophets, always prophesied about Jesus. There was a, a, a coming king, you know, that, that was going to come. And see, and, and so that the word of the prophecy can take place concerning Judas, it says... Um, who became the guide to those who seized Jesus. So in other words, he led, um, he led the high priests to seize him, the soldiers, so they can take him to be crucified. And uh, verse 17, to be arrested. Verse 17, for he was numbered with us and took part in this ministry. He was one of the 12 disciples, Judas Iscariot. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity, and falling headlong, he burst asunder in the middle, and all his organs spilled out. So that with these, um, and so it became known to all the residents of Jerusalem, so everybody knew about that. 
So this field is called in their dialect Al-Qadama, which is field of blood. So with his 30 pieces of silver, he wanted to give back to, the, he was immediately remorseful. He wanted to give back to the, the priest that says, no, we can't uh, put 30 pieces of silver back in the temple treasury. And so that's when he went and he killed himself. And so the priest said, well, what are we going to do with this? And they said, well, well, let's find, let's buy a field, a field with this. And so with this field, um, it was a field of um, potsherds, broken pieces of pottery. So that land was good for nothing. You couldn't plant anything. So it was like a dumping ground. And so it's amazing how that field uh, is like uh, for John Doe's like we know now. You know, every city has it for those that they, they've died and they don't know where they came from. They don't know their family. And so this field became that. Not only a dumping ground for the potsherds, but a dumping ground for... John Doe's, you know, or Jane Doe's. That's amazing. And so it became known to all the residents. Okay, we read that. Verse 20. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation become desolate and let no one live in it. And let another take his office. And so what they had to do Therefore, of these men who have accompanied us while the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until the very day he was taken up from us, one of these men have become with us a witness of his resurrection. Resurrection. So he's one of the 500, definitely. So verse 23, so they proposed to Joseph called Barsabbas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed to you, they prayed. You, Lord, who knows the hearts of all men, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression failed to go to his own place. Verse 26, so they cast lots, and the lot fell on Matthias. So he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Notice all that had to happen before the second chapter of Acts. They had to, Peter had to put things in order. He was talking to these 120. They were going up to, uh, on the day of Pentecost. He was talking to them, and uh, he was putting things in order, and he was taking care of ministry business after Judas had killed himself. And so they had to take someone to take his place so that, so that the 12 disciples can still remain 12. And so here we, ha- here we go, 40th day. Acts 2, and on the day of Pentecost has come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like a mighty rushing wind came from heaven, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting, and there appeared to them tongues as a fire being distributed and rested on each of them, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to speak. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and they were all speaking the mighty works of God, like it says in verse 11. And so uh, in, in verse 45, it, it says also, hallelujah, that all the Gentiles were, were speaking too. Verse 45, it, it says, uh, hallelujah. I think it was another scripture. But it says, including the Gentiles were speaking in tongues 
And so here he's, he's uh, uh, fast-forwarding it. You know, they're saying, well, how can we deny water? But then they're already speaking in tongues. They believe in Jesus. And so that's how the church started growing. And so that 40 days uh, after the resurrection, on the day of Pentecost, something awesome happened. So we are to expect something awesome to happen and the awakening. Hallelujah. The awakening. If you see in verse, uh, hallelujah, uh, in verse 17, you know, Peter had to say, well, they're not drunk, you know, as you suppose. But verse 16 says, but this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days it shall, uh, shall be, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And young men shall see vision. And your old men shall see dreams. Shall dream dreams. Even on the men's servants and the maid servants, I will pour out my spirit on those days and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and glorious day of the Lord comes. This is a prophetical word. And verse 21 says, and whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And so we are getting ready for a wonderful 40th day. I think it's March 31st. May 31st. Anybody see that? May 31st. Glory to God. If we keep praying and interceding, glory to God. If we keep praying and interceding, we're going to see something wonderful. It's Pentecost Sunday. Woo, we need to do a great celebration. Those in your houses, do a great celebration. We should be back in church by then. Woo-hoo, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. You need to buy plenty of toilet paper for the bathrooms because it's going to be pretty packed in here. Amen. A lot of anointed oil, a lot of a, 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 a cloth for people being slain in the spirit. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Oh, Pastor Abel, you, 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 I don't know. How are you going to fit all these people in your house? Hallelujah. Maybe knock down some wall, backyard. Hey, that's good. Camp meeting in the backyard, Arlington, everybody. Did you hear that? Go. Uh, hallelujah. <laughs> Go to Hidden Springs over there. There's a having camp meeting. Glory to God. Glory to God. Anything can happen. Thank you, Jesus. So we are in the last days. John 11, 1. Jesus said he came to wake us up. If he had to do a reset. He took advantage of what the devil was doing. He says, you know what? I got their attention now. Let's reset. Let's retrain them. We have to be retrained. Sunday school, wonderful. Go all the way back to all the story of, of uh, leading up to the cross and the resurrection and then and, and the outpouring. So on the day of Pentecost is awakening, outpouring, and proclaiming the mighty works of God. I prophesy that to you now, that on the day of Pentecost, you're going to see awakening, you're going to see an outpouring, and you're going to be proclaiming the mighty works of God, and all those that weren't saved and became saved, or are becoming saved, will proclaim the mighty works of God with you. Amen.
Amen. 40 means a lot. Keep in memory these things that were done for us. And when it starts fading kind of further away from Easter Resurrection Day, yeah, let's get back into it, get back into it, get back into the Word, and keep in memory the things that are being done. Hallelujah. The seventh Sunday after Easter is the end of May. Let's see what the Spirit does. I'm reading my notes. Let's see what the Spirit does. Keep the faith. Don't let this be a trial for your faith. Don't let it be a struggle for your faith. Keep the faith. Keep in memory. 40 means mem. Mem means 40. Keep in memory. Like Paul says. I want to end this with what Pastor Robert opened with uh, as we started prayer. Jeremiah 17.10. Let's go to Jeremiah 17.10. It says, I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind. Even to give every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. Allow the Lord to search your heart right now. Allow him to test your mind, your mindset. Get rid of religiosity, what you thought. Get rid of all pride, Mindset of pride. The Lord says he's searching the heart to give man, every man according to his ways. To those that have been faithful to the house of God, to those that have been faithful in tithing and giving, you're going to see great blessings. The Bible says that, that, that when you flourish, when you're, you're faithful in the house of God, you flourish in the courts of our God. Flourish, meaning great blessings. If you've been faithful to your local church or your cell group or your fellowship, even faithful in getting the gospel, if you can't get out, those that are sick, those that can't drive, God is going to pour out a great blessing upon you just for that faithfulness. He's going to give you according to your ways. If you have an attitude like, I don't like to be told what to do. I'm my own person. Then you're going to reap that. He says he's going to give us according to the fruit of his deeds. Whatever you do, you're going to reap what you sow. So if I were you, I would sow good. Sow seed for your loved ones. Sow seeds uh, uh, like leaving tracks and books or little comments sowing seeds the harvest is ripe it's been a tough time for many but we have to be careful not get caught up with playing games with going back to our old lives and old habits. But see this time as special. 
we've got a little bit of time. We've got a month left to make things just completely right. By the time uh, Pentecost comes, you probably can grow yourself by leaps and bounds, by just devouring the Word of God, praying in tongues and building yourself up in the Holy Spirit. God could start using you in the middle of the night who to pray for. I was told by this, this one prophet that she was teaching, and she said, you know, sometimes, oh, and even Pastor Nancy, there's two, that said when God puts someone in your mind, don't just go back to memory lane. I remember, come to think of it, I remember we were uh, talking about your friend Patrick. We're going through memory lane. He was his best buddy. But he was real strung out on drugs. Thank God, you know, God saved you. But he didn't want to. And he continued on drugs. And, and to our age, we're both, what, 61, 62. He was about 62, 63. You know, his, his brain was fried. And as we were going through memory lane, little did we know that later on he passed away. He passed away. So when God puts someone in your mind, pray for them, pray for their families. Um, sometimes it's like, I thought about someone the other day. He's like, I don't even know that person. Why are you putting the, oh, okay. I remembered what these, uh, Pastor Nancy and this other prophet said, you know, it's for a reason. And be sensitive to the spirit. Be sensitive. Be honorable in the house of God, which is your house right now. But that's going to end shortly. Be honorable. Be responsive to the word of God. Be obedient to his call. Now, I want to clarify this. Not everybody is called to the five-fold ministry. The biggest calling is the ministry of helps. But everybody's calling is the ministry of reconciliation. Ministers of reconciliation and preach the gospel out there. Stephen, when the disciples left serving at the table, they, they chose the men full of the Spirit. Stephen was to serve the tables for the Greeks, for, for the widows and, and the poor. Stephen was full of power, full of the Holy Ghost. And yet he wasn't a pastor, apostle. That's an example how we are going to be in the body of Christ. Get rid of the titles. If I were you, I wouldn't want a title. <laughs> because you have to walk a walk you don't you won't want to walk. And many fall short and, and they just they backslide because they can't handle it. But know that you are called to the ministry of reconciliation. Don't let anybody call you pastor, you know, deacon or bishop, whatever. Don't, don't, you know, you have to stand up to that because God searches the heart. Hallelujah. He searches the heart. And so we want to keep this in mind that 40, 40th day is coming. And for those of you 
that don't know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. If you want to be part of this great awakening, if you want to be part of the rapture that's coming, and when he comes back and we're going to be caught up with him, you don't want to be left behind. Because it's harder to come to the Lord Jesus because as you see, they're trying to pervert the word of God. Many false prophets out there. You're going to have to really press in to know the truth. You family members that don't have people serving God, you, you, now don't pray and beg and cry. You speak the word, the word. Pastor Noel Ramos, if you've seen him in the prayer conference, I, I encourage you to get the prayer conference. Those three days. Every day he and his wife prays uh, um, that the eyes of their understanding of their unsaved loved ones, that the eyes of their understanding are enlightened. They may know the hope of their calling. So if you don't know Jesus as your Lord right now, I pray that wherever you are, in honor and reverence to him, get on your knees, humble yourself before God, and pray this prayer. Jesus, forgive me for not living my life for you. I repent for my ways, my sin, my sin of omission, which is disregard of you. Forgive me, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. You died on the cross for me, for my sins, for my sickness, for my poverty. You bore it on the cross. You were beaten beyond recognition. For me, for the future of the world. But on the third day, I believe that you rose from the grave. And you are taken up to your heavenly father, waiting to come back to take me. I believe that, Lord. You said, if I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, I shall be saved. I confess, I confess you, Lord, as my Lord and Savior. Father, I know, Lord, that, Father, you died for me. And I thank you, Father. Show me how to live. Show me in your word the words of life. Holy Spirit, I receive you. Be by my side. Guide me. Lead me. Teach me. Comfort me. And I will be numbered with those saints caught up with Jesus. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let us know if you prayed that prayer. Send us a, an email. We do have uh, books to send you. What to do next. Pretty soon the churches will be open, so find you a good word, church. Good doctrinal belief. Not religious. Re religiosity is going to be shown itself 
real easy nowadays. But hook yourself up to lovers of Jesus and spread the word because he loves you. And a mighty awakening is about to happen. We're going to see such a change in people like we've never seen before. And be glad that you were born in this era. Amen. 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 Hallelujah.